Want to patent your invention? The chance is near. You've given it heart. Now get it in gear. It's Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. Richard, what are you doing? I'm meditating on the radio. I'm actually working on some anger issues right now. Well, that's a good thing. So I think we have a meditation expert here. In fact, I know we do. (laughs) (laughs) I meditated just at the right time. So we have Ariel Garten here, and she's a neuroscientist, and she has made a device that helps people meditate better because if you're like me, you start meditating and your mind wanders and you try to pull it back, and that happens about a million times in two seconds, right? So welcome, Ariel. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming. So does a regular practice of meditation help? your concentration? Absolutely. The most basic form of meditation is focused attention meditation. And what you're doing in a focused attention meditation is you focus your attention on your breath, your mind wanders, you notice it wanders, and you return it to your breath. And what you're doing in the process is two things. You are strengthening your attention, so you're keeping your attention on the same spot. You're learning to notice your distractions and let them go so you can come back to them. And you're changing the relationship to the thoughts in your head so you're not following your distracted thoughts. Now, this is super helpful because not only do you improve your concentration, you also learn to get your mind out of all of those often limiting, repetitive, negative thoughts that we have that cause us to be kind of stressful and frustrated much of our day. So when you learn the practice of meditation, you learn to change the relationship to your thoughts, which is a whole lot of great things for your mind and your life. There are a couple things we're going to talk about today, but this first section of your interview, we wanted to talk about why entrepreneurs need this and what you actually invented, what your invention is. Entrepreneurs, actually anybody, can really benefit from meditation because as an entrepreneur, we go through incredibly stressful times. You go through highs, you go through lows. You are responsible for everything, and that's an extraordinary amount of pressure, and it's your responsibility to keep your cool all the time. Meditation is a great technique that teaches you to manage what goes on in your mind. It can teach you to let go of those negative voices that say unhelpful things like, oh, that'll never turn out, you'll never do it, you're not good enough. You know, that mom in your head that just won't leave you alone? I have one of those, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And a dad, too. And and sometimes they fight. (laughs) Yeah, so fights in your head, not so helpful. (laughs) It really takes you away from keeping your eye on the prize. It takes you away from the ability to actually be in the present moment or focus on what you want to focus on. All of that sounds great. I'm a believer in meditation, sort of. I tried meditating for a year, and I was pretty religious. I did it 20 minutes a day sometimes twice a day for 20 minutes. I focused more on sort of a mantra rather than my breathing. But after a year, I gave it up because I didn't really feel like I got any benefit. So I'm here begging and pleading, what did I do wrong? Because I hear so many great things about meditation. I I spent years reading books about it. For whatever reason, it didn't work on me. This is actually why we made Muse. So we made this device, Muse, the brain sensing headband that helps you meditate, so that in a very short period of time, you can learn what it is that you're supposed to be doing during your meditation, and you can access the benefits of it. So most people have a similar story. They may not have meditated as long as you do, but they sit down, their brain bounces all over their place like, ah, what am I supposed to be doing? Am I doing it right? And then you get up and you don't do it again because you don't feel the benefits because you may not have been actually implementing it correctly. Wow. So tell us about Muse then. So Muse is a brain sensing headband that helps you meditate. It gives you real-time feedback on your brain during meditation. The metaphor we use is your mind is like the weather. So when you're thinking distracted, you actually hear your mind is stormy. And as you bring yourself to quiet, focused attention, it quiets the mind. 
So in the same way that we can wear a Fitbit on our wrist to track our movement or a heart monitor to track our heart rate, and it makes these invisible, intangible things really tangible and practical, Muse actually is a little device that slips on your head that tracks your brain during meditation. And it gives you real-time feedback to show you what you're supposed to be doing, make it trackable, and show you the outcomes. So sort of an electronic guru. (laughs) (laughs) In some ways. It's like a little coach inside your head teaching you what you're supposed to do during meditation. So does it work with an app on your phone? Exactly. So it connects wirelessly to an app on your phone. And then you can go back. You can see how your meditation was. And there's a motivational architecture that keeps you meditating and doing it every day. Meditation's amazing, but only if you stick to it can you get the benefit. That's great. How long have you been meditating? I was originally a terrible meditator. Oh, I was a neuroscientist. We have something in yeah, common. Totally. <laughs> Trained as a neuroscientist, psychotherapist in private practice. I would be teaching my patients to meditate. They'd go home. They'd rarely do it because meditation's hard. I was a terrible meditator because my brain was all over the place. And it was only through the process of building Muse with my team did I finally actually get meditation. was able to sit down and be like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then all of those books, all the wisdom, all of it finally made sense. And I actually got a very deep, very powerful practice that's made tremendous change in my life. So how has it changed your life? In more ways than I can describe. The most obvious impact is the way I'm able to manage my own mind. So all of us have intrusive thoughts that cause stress and discomfort, intrusive thoughts that can return again and again and again. And through meditation, what you learn to do is simply let go of those thoughts, which sounds very hard to do if you don't know what the practice is. But you learn this practice of letting go of your thoughts. So they just disappear? Is that what happens? You don't think them again? You don't attach to them. They often return, which is totally okay. And again, you just let it go and you don't attach to it. So first you learn to manage the thoughts in your head. Then you learn to manage the emotions in our body. So most of us feel an emotion and then we're like, okay, well, here we're on the emotional roller coaster. Let's get super happy and super sad and super disappointed, et cetera, et cetera. With meditation, what you learn to do is observe your emotions as sensations. And rather than creating a story about it, oh my God, I'm so sad, this is awful, this will never end, life is terrible, etc. You're able to just say, hey, I feel some tightness in my throat, feel some discomfort in my chest. This is sadness. You feel it for a moment, the sensation rises, it falls, it passes, you can move on with your day and your life. We don't end up making stories and narratives about the stuff going on. And so life becomes so much easier. I did actually order one of your units. I haven't had a chance to try it yet. Can I borrow it? I don't know. We'll see. Um, But uh, you brought up an interesting point. Are there certain parts of your body where certain emotions are stronger or reside, like sadness in your lower back? Or is that just random for people? Everybody has their own kind of library of emotional experience. Emotions are actually often triggered in the brain. So a thought will trigger an emotion or a reaction will trigger an emotion that you then feel in your body. Lots of people feel sadness in your throat. Super fascinating to hear you say sadness you feel in your lower back. That never occurred to me. Yeah, <laughs> It's your own, your own body's library of emotion, but you know what that means. You know when you feel that sensation in your lower back that is to you sadness. We all have our own libraries. Wow, that's amazing. So I get that part of the purpose is to be able to let go of negative thoughts or destructive thoughts. Does this work when you have like a really, really tough time in your life as opposed to just like a minor annoyance? Have you ever had a personal experience that was very, very difficult, very challenging, and you found the meditation kept you in a good state? 100%. So now it's important to say that meditation is something that you practice regularly so that when you need it, you have it. It's like going to the gym. You know, you go to the gym every day, then you're super strong. You can move your friend's couch without thinking about it. It's a practice that you do so that when you really need it, it's there. 
So for me, I mean, I have a three-year-old. It tries my patience oh, every at day. every moment. <laughs> <laughs> There's cereal all over the floor and milk on the walls, and you just totally, you know, take a deep breath, let it all go, be in the moment, be there lovingly with him, and guide him to the next movement. It's a completely different experience in life without it. So they should teach that when they do Lamaze training, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get you ready. So can you meditate anywhere, anytime? Do you have to be alone in a dark room or could you do it on the subway, for instance? You can meditate anywhere, anytime. So most people like to begin their training, you know, alone, seated in a comfortable place so that you can just get the practice yourself. And then once you have the skill, you can literally meditate anywhere. And with Muse, you know, people muse on the subway, on airplanes and offices. We come in and companies, teams muse together, for example. And so meditation can also be a fantastic thing to do as a group to create culture within your team. I like the idea of using it on the plane because kind of you're trapped there. So you can read for a while, you can watch a movie. But if you go like to the West Coast, it's five or six hours. What are you going to do the whole time? So I think the next flight I take, I'm taking that with me. Awesome. There you go. And if you get a crazy person on the plane who starts flipping out, you can just stick the headphones right on top of them and say, here, meditate. (laughs) 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 And maybe it'll work out. Anyway, we're here with Ariel Garten, co-founder of the Muse Meditation Headband. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. We'll be right back after this message. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at W www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit gearheartlaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now back to Passage to Pro. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest, Ariel Garten. And Ariel is a neuroscientist who has developed a meditation device that can take you to a whole new level. And if you missed the first part of her presentation or her interview, you can hear it on the podcast tomorrow. And if you did hear it and you want one, because I bought one, I'll tell you what it's like on a future show, because I'm hoping it'll work for me. I think it will. Her website is choosemuse.com. So that's choose, like make a choice, muse, M-U-S-E, dot com. Ariel, we were going to talk now about how you funded this project. I was very lucky to be able to actually raise venture capital for this business. Now, I have to back up and say that I was trained as a neuroscientist and a psychotherapist, and I had zero actual background in business. I didn't go to business school. I don't have my MBA. I started this company, which was going to teach people to meditate using a brain-sensing headband. And I realized at some point that if you're going to make hardware, you need money. And not just a little money, but a significant amount of money. Tooling is expensive. You're manufacturing in China, and you really have to go to market. So in the beginning building the business, I had funded it primarily out of my own pocket. 
I didn't realize how much of my own money I had dumped into it. And then we're at the point where we were ready to start raising venture capital. We had our first prototype ready, and I pitched probably 50 investors without Mm, success. That's a big number, but you stayed with it. I stayed with it. So a key, key, key part of fundraising is your mentality, is the ability to not let the thoughts in your head that say, oh, this will never work, this is awful, they'll never believe in me, get in the way. So what happened? Why did uh, why did you get rejected? I mean, it sounds like a good idea. You're a smart person. You've got a powerful product. What happened? What did they say? Not every person is right for every investor. And it's really a matter of finding the investor who's the right fit for you, who's going to be the right stage. So we're at that point a seed stage company. Um, so, you know, pitching somebody who only invests in Series A or B isn't the right fit. Somebody needs to personally believe in the product. For us, it really helped if you had an investor that was really into meditation. And you really needed to be able to create not just an amazing product, but really a business that was going to be significantly profitable for investors, not just for yourself. You know, when we were first getting into this ecosystem 10 years ago, there really wasn't the same structure. I'm from Toronto, so there really wasn't a startup ecosystem at that point. Now there really is. Um, There are a tremendous number of incubators and accelerators who can take anybody in, teach you in a very short period of time how to make your business investable, teach you how to get traction, teach you how to go to market. So my best advice at this point is find an accelerator or an incubator, and they will set you up for raising money. Also, not every business is one that's appropriate for venture capital. So you really have to ask yourself, what is the kind of business that you're building? Are you building a business that's going to generate profit for yourself, and that's great and that's amazing? Or are you building something that's much riskier and significantly bigger that may be more attractive to investors? What do they want back? Do they want 10 times their investment? Do they want a piece of your company? What are they really looking for? So again, it depends on the investor. In a venture investment, they're looking for typically a startup who they think is going to be able to 10x their money. They know not every startup will. And one of our first investors, an early call with us, he said, look, you know, of the companies we invest in, we know a third of them will just fail. A third of them will do okay, and a third of them will do phenomenally well. And then one third of that third will do extraordinary. And you guys are the third of the third. Wow. (laughs) That's very encouraging. (laughs) Now, he probably, to be fair, said that to absolutely every company he talked to. But you you put on your headphones and you meditated on that. And said, we're going to be the third of the third. So you're selling this in Best Buy? In Canada, it's in Best Buy in physical retail, in U.S. in Best Buy online. And it's on Amazon, right? On Amazon worldwide. Ariel, you have to tell us now about your very famous investor. When Elizabeth told me about this, I nearly fell off my chair. So I have a ton of investment stories, but probably the one that you're aiming at is the day that Ashton Kutcher invested in my company. Wow. Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> Did you meet him? Then? Many times, and wow. he is amazing. He's you literally- know- that's that separation, three degrees of separation You are thing. now one degree from Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> He's incredibly intelligent. We've had- lots of interaction with one another, and he has so much insight for the business, the ability to really see the product, see what consumers need, see how to make the relationships. It's tremendous. That's awesome. How you got to him was interesting, too. So could you go through that process again? Because you didn't just walk up to him and say, hi, here I am. If I could have, I would have. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So it took a few steps. So I was at South by Southwest, and I was talking to a fellow uh, entrepreneur, somebody who was in the same portfolio as my investor. And he was from L.A. And I said, hey, do you know anyone in L.A.? Because I think I'd like to look for investment there. And we were walking down the street. And it just so happened at that moment that the woman who manages investment for Troy Carter, 
who was Lady Gaga's manager at the time, was at the corner. And he said, well, here, introduce you to Katerina. How are you? There you go. You girls, you go talk. And so I went and I visited her in L.A. And while I was chatting with her, I said, hey, and gave Troy Carter a muse and he loved it. And I said, hey, do you know anybody else in L.A.? So she introduced me to Abe Burns, who at the time was part of Ashton Kutcher's investment team. Went to his office in L.A., sat on his desk, pitched to him. He was in. Um, but of course, he needed to get everybody else on board. So it's Ashton Kutcher and Guy O'Siri, and at the time, Ron Burkle in that first fund. And so after that, I had a call with Ashton. And it was about a half an hour call, pitched the business, explained what it is, what it was. And at the end of the call, he was in. Awesome. So were you nervous when you spoke with Ashton? Or did you so use your meditation it happens, techniques? Yeah, it happens that meditation is a very effective tool for helping to manage nervousness <laughs> on calls with super famous actors that you're trying so, to get millions of dollars from. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. <laughs> we come full circle, right? <laughs> That's great. Another reason why the Muse is an excellent product if you're an entrepreneur. So uh, I can't wait to try it. But you also told me that you're very self-forward. So you'll go up to people and introduce yourself. You're not afraid of people. I am not afraid of people at all. And I think that was a trait that I had even when I was younger. I didn't have a lot of social anxiety. But again, it's one of the tools that meditation gives you, the ability to recognize that the fear that you have when you face somebody is just silly. It's just meaningless. We're all just human beings talking to each other. And that anxiety that you might feel around somebody's response or their perceived judgment, they're all just stories. They're all just narratives that you can let go and you can give up. And you can go up to anybody you want and strike up a conversation with another human. I mean, I'm in the plumb position of being able to walk up to somebody and say, hey, I make this really cool brain sensing headband that helps you meditate. Do you want to talk to me? And like 100% of the time, the answer is yes. But frankly, we're all interesting human beings. We all have meaningful things to share. We all have great insights. We can all make conversation. So don't be afraid to just go up to somebody, you know, buy them a coffee, chat with them, engage, make friends. We are human beings, and our job as human beings is to support one another. And that's an incredibly important message that I hope to leave with everybody, the value of engaging with other people when they want to support you, when they want to come up to you and they want to talk to you, and the value of not being afraid to go up to somebody else and chat with another human. You never know where it might lead. That's such a powerful message. I couldn't agree more. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I have to work on my nerves a little bit. I think if I was speaking with Ashton Kusher, I would be a little bit nervous. I have to admit that. But it is a wonderful vision that we could live in a world where we really feel truly equal to other people and that we could all communicate freely and transparently and authentically. And that's one of the hopes that meditation holds, I think, for us all. If we can release ourselves from this anxiety, then we'll be more free to be ourselves. Hallelujah. <laughs> that was very profound. Thank you for that. I think you're absolutely right. I want to bring us back a little. Could you tell another investment story? You mean like the time the company was almost completely running out of money and it was my job to raise it? Yeah, like that. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty exactly good story. like that. <laughs> Having a startup is basically like building the plane while it's flying. And my co-founder, Trevor, would always use this metaphor. You know, the plane is always flying and you're frantically trying to like bolt on the pieces before the thing hits the ground. So we're at the point where we had 45 employees, product and market, people loving it, but I just couldn't raise the next round. Raising money is really, really hard. I had done probably 49 pitches and it was my responsibility to feed all of these people and to keep the company afloat and moving forward. And it was literally on my 50th pitch that I was pitching to Lee Ka-shing's 
investment fund. Lee Cushing is the richest man in Asia. He has an investment fund, Horizons, um, which is their venture investing arm. They had come to Toronto on a trip to meet a group of startups to just see what's around. And so Mars, who's the government-funded incubator in Toronto, had arranged meetings for Lee Cushing's investment arm. And so we were brought in as one of the meetings. Selena Chow, who is the head of with the Horizons Fund, stood there, and I, in the meeting, explained what this is, and you could see the moment when she got it. You could see the moment when her eyes lit up, when she stood up, when she got passionate, when she lifted the muse above her head, and when it was clear that she was going to invest. And from many pitches, what I learned is the moment they start to say the word we, you are in. We are going to do this, and we are going to do that, and then you're like, yep, we are going to win. So to go to an earlier point, it really was being a part of that incubator accelerator program that got you in front of this amazing investor. It was huge. And I have to say, I've had so much support from the Canadian government and all the infrastructure in Toronto's startup ecosystem. And whatever startup ecosystem you're in, there is infrastructure there that's set up to help you. There are programs, there's grants, there's relationships, there's networking. So as much as you can, try to become a part of your ecosystem and leverage and tap all of the opportunities that are there for you through it. What is your vision for the Muse? Where do you see the company going and what would be your ultimate goal? So it's not just my ultimate goal. I mean, I have my two co-founders, Chris Amini and Trevor Coleman. Muse is now a company of probably 70 people across three offices. And for us, we're really creating tools and technologies that help you understand and improve the experience of yourself. So we started with Muse 1 that gives you real-time feedback from your brain while you meditate. We then built Muse 2, which actually gives you real-time feedback on your heart, your breath, and your body during meditation. So you can start to really understand all of your sensory systems. We've now added in guided meditations, hundreds of meditations from top teachers for anything that you need in your life. So you have a problem, there's a meditation for that. You're on the bus feeling frustrated because you're late, we've got a meditation for that. You know, you can't sleep, there's a meditation for that. You're an entrepreneur, there's a whole entrepreneurship and leadership collection. Wow. So it's really building tools and technologies that help you, give you the solution that you need at the moment that you need it to help you manage yourself and unlock your potential. So your dream is that every single entrepreneur or every single person in the world has this? Well, it's not about Muse. My real dream is that every single person in the world meditates, because frankly, if we all meditated, we'd probably have something closer to world peace. Muse just happens to be a super helpful tool to help you meditate if you need to start your practice or if you want to get deeper into it. But it's really the magic of meditation, not the magic of Muse. So some meditation groups meditate at the same time because they feel it brings a more powerful experience to people who are meditating together. Does Muse have any way of communicating between individuals? Is there sort of a group meditation? An app or something that you're able to do or you're working on? So we are always building new things and we drop new features every few weeks. We've experimented a lot with group classes and there are actually studios all around North America that run group muse classes. There's one in Hollywood, Texas, etc. So you can come into a studio with a group of one, five, ten people and all meditate together. And it's a beautiful experience. Well, I think it's a great vision. I do think that the world would be a better place if we could all meditate and, and maybe even meditate together. And I can tell you that I'm breathing in a more relaxed way since the start of this segment. So thank you very much, Ariel. Can you tell us how we can find the Muse one more time? You can always find Muse at choosemuse.com, C-H-O-O-S-E-M-U-S-E.com. Very easy to remember. Choose Muse. 
Great. And so we'll be back right after this message. You're listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhart and our special guest, Ariel Garten with Choose Muse. What are entrepreneurs' most valuable assets? Their passion and ideas. We can't protect your passion, but we can protect your ideas. Trust Gearheart Law to protect your ideas with premier patent, trademark, and copyright services. There's never been a better time to start your own business. Contact us at GearheartLaw.com. At Gearheart Law, we have years of experience for protecting entrepreneurs' ideas and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at Gearheart Law, www.gearheartlaw.com. Don't let the wrong protection strategy ruin your business. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection and are licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Contact Gearheart Law on the web at G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. Together, we can change the world. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Passage to Profit continues with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart and our special guest, Ariel Garten. Now it's time for the pitch part of the show. But before we start some vital info, we have two pitches today, both wonderful pitches. If you like one better than the other, then please go to our website, find the Passage to Profit page, and vote for the pitch that you like best. And you need to scroll down to find the poll to vote. That's Gearhart Law, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W. Everyone gets one vote, and the voting is open for four and a half days until Friday morning at 10 a.m. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And get your friends to vote. And they can remember the name of the show by thinking about walking down a passage with a huge pot of gold at the end, Passage to Profit. And may your passage be short and your profit be huge. Now on to the pitch portion of the show. Each contestant gets two minutes to pitch, followed by a discussion with Elizabeth and I and our guest. The best overall vote-getter gets a professionally produced video of their pitch, a $500 value. And it goes on to our YouTube channel, so let's get started. Our first pitch is by Nando Rodriguez with Nandoism. Welcome. Hi, I am Nando Rodriguez. I am a breakthrough coach. And I work with celebrities, influencers, and creative entrepreneurs and help them transform their lives by smashing limited beliefs. So imagine going through life thinking that you're part of a group that your dreams or what you're out to create in life just isn't possible because of you're not smart enough, you're not good enough, you don't have the background for it. And another group, they go for their dreams, they accomplish what they're out there to do, and I help people from the first category and really just smash their limited beliefs into creating the life that they actually deserve. So I'll give you an example. I actually had somebody reach out to me yesterday who was like, I want to be this famous YouTuber, but I just don't have what it takes to get in front of the camera and, you know, just go for it. And that's a limited belief right there. You know, what makes them? It's not they were born and there's a tag behind their back that says this person is not allowed to be successful on YouTube. So my clients come to me with these ideas of where they want to go, but don't have the actual blueprint, don't have the plan on how to get there. And using neurolinguistic programming, which is what the foundational coaching basis I use, we actually get them to where they need to go. So a client will come to me and say, I want to hire you as my breakthrough coach because I'm looking to get into a new relationship. And by the time our coaching journey is over, 
they not only have a new exciting relationship, they have a promotion at work, there's new money coming in, they've moved jobs. I mean, it's it's just really crazy what we're allowed to do. So that is what I'm all about. I'm your breakthrough coach. That's really cool. So I was also trained in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and the basis of NLP, a lot of it is identifying your limiting beliefs, the the thoughts that you have that you do not realize, the really underlying deeply programmed ideas that you have about yourself and your world that keep you stuck in the same place. These things that came from your, potentially your parents that really aren't helpful for you any longer. And so it is possible to elucidate these things, to be able to use processes to undo them and then to install new beliefs that are more effective and more powerful. So I deeply believe in the process that you use to do this. And I've seen tremendous transformation as well. Tell us about some of the people that you've worked with and some of the differences that you've made. I work with celebrities, I work with influencers, and I work with creative entrepreneurs. And so I was working with this one particular, um, he was in the entertainment business, and he came to me because he actually had no friends. Nando, I have no friends. Mm. And I want, if I work with you, can I at least get one to two new friends? And it's like, absolutely, Mm. let's work on that, you know? And what ended up happening was three months into our coaching program, his husband got hospitalized. Four months into our coaching program, his husband passed away. And so he said to me on our very last session with coaching, I'm at such a fabulous place in life right now. I was able to have 100% closure with my husband. We did not leave anything left unsaid. I now have a new relationship with his family, which that wasn't there before. And through this entire process, he had gotten a couple of new promotions at work. And as we're at that last session, full of tears, he says, I have a new way now of approaching life that I know that without coaching, I would have been overly dramatic. See, I'm a recovering drama queen. And so I tend to attract <laughs> drama queens as clients. But, you, so but you still totally, have the hair. <laughs> I still have the dramatic hair. I'm very extra. But guys, like it was very, it, it was very touching to know that an individual going through a hard time was able to go through it in such a way that was very beautiful. And have closure. My dad passed away around 10 years ago. And there were so many things left unsaid. There were so, I wish I would have said this. I wish we would have done this together. So I consider that one of my top success stories because he was able to be at peace with death. And you do this online, over the phone? Absolutely. So I do this um, on online platforms, video. And what ended up happening was... When I first started, it was over the phone. I myself had some limiting beliefs, you know, let me not be on the computer. Let me not see the client, what have you. And my very first client was over the phone. And by the time I got my second client, I'm like, we're going to try this video platform. And the distinction, the difference was I got to see facial expression. I got to see when the ideas were landing or when they were confused, which I wouldn't always be able to pick up just over the phone. So, yes, we do video platform coaching. And how do you find your clients? My clients find me. It, it's it's so super exciting. Um, I The majority of my clients find me through social media, through Instagram. That's the platform. Going back earlier, you said there were 12 things that people needed to focus on. Maybe if somebody doesn't have a coach or they can't afford one, are there some things that they can do themselves to kind of help with this process to improve their life? 
Well, one of them is absolute meditation, right? <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> yes, yeah. So here's the deal, right? When And, and if you go to nandawism.com, I have an archive of so much content there, whether it's videos, whether it's podcasts that help people on this journey, because I discovered that I'm here on the planet to help others. So whether you can't hire me as a coach, I'm putting content out there to help you achieve greatness regardless. So the 12 lessons, the 12 distinctions, they are absolute life changers for me, right? I became a super achiever from them and I just totally assert that anyone having these 12 distinctions will create breakthroughs and continue to have breakthroughs in their life. And the difference is I give you that blueprint. I give you like an arsenal. So when we're no longer coaching, there's not a dependency on me. And in our journey, clients are discovering that it's very a la Wizard of Oz. They've had the power all along. They just didn't know what to do. And I'm just like uncovering curtains for them and revealing that they had the power all along. So when they leave, they have everything that they need in order to continue to be a super achiever. So can you go over a few of those bullet points for us? Well, that's my secret sauce, oh, right? But I can, can you give us one. Totally, 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 totally. So here's one of the things, right? And I think it goes with uh, what Ariel was saying earlier. For example, Ariel, you're so calm. You're so cool and collected, right? I was sitting over here listening to your interview and it's just like meditation itself, right? <laughs> and when the question was, were you nervous pitching in front of Ashton Kutcher? You were like, well, I'd been meditating so long that I was able to, maybe if you were nervous, there might've been some butterflies, but you handled yourself, obviously. And so one of the things, one of the distinctions is becoming aware of where you have those constraints. Because she could have said, no, I don't care who it was. The nerves were there. And so I couldn't pitch successfully. That's a limiting belief. And so discovering immediately where it is that you want to have that transformation and us uncovering what's that story around it, right? Because we've all, we're amazing storytellers. There's a story around X, Y, Z. There's a story around why I can't lose weight. There's a story around why I have failed relationships. All my exes, da, 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 da. There's stories there. So uncovering, let's remove the story from reality. And that right there alone will actually start to have you create awareness in your life and start seeing those limiting beliefs. Well, I'm going to have to talk to you because I have like a million and a half stories. Girlfriend, <laughs> let, let's jump on a call. Let's get to it. So one more bullet point. Um, I'm going to say, and you mentioned this as well, Ariel, what you're attached to. A lot of us are so attached to certain things looking a certain way in your life. For example, I was attached to always being the right one in my relationship. What? Imagine that. Imagine being married to someone <laughs> or being in a relationship with someone where you had to be right. I'm not guilty of that. You know? <laughs> no comment. And, and, and this is what it looks like. It, it looked like this. For us, it was grocery shopping. We would go grocery shopping and I'd turn and I'd say, hey, do we need mustard? And he'd be like, yeah, we need mustard. Right. And so we would buy the mustard. We'd come home and there'd be mustard in the fridge. I'd get so upset. I'd get so upset. Like this story hits too close to home for me. But why, please continue. why are we spending money on mustard? And you like you didn't, didn't even you, realize like, study the refrigerator. Didn't before you we, take before we went? Exactly. Right. It was just a horror story going grocery shopping <laughs> with me. And eventually one day 
as we were having an argument back home because I had tricked him. I went in the refrigerator and looked <laughs> yeah, at really. what we had. And the response is, well, why didn't you look in the refrigerator? And so I saw that we had ketchup. So we were at the grocery store, and I'm like, hey, do we need ketchup? Just waiting for him. <laughs> Step into the you trap. Know? So he was just like, yeah, we need ketchup. He always said yes to everything, and I pick up that ketchup, and I'm so angry, and we're with the chopping cart, and we're getting to the cashier, and I'm like fuming, and I'm turning red. We finally get home. I open the fridge, and I point him to the fridge, take out the ketchup, and I was like, look. Look at this. Because of you, <laughs> wasting money. Too much ketchup. <laughs> yeah, it was. And in his eyes, in his eyes, I saw this, this look of, who are you? Who are you? Who is this person that's supposed to love me, who's supposed to have my back? And I saw that reflection in his eyes. And at that very moment, I discovered that I was more attached to being right than committed to our marriage and being happy. And so when I pulled back to see the bigger picture, I started to notice where else I was attached. My career had to look this way. I had to earn a certain amount of money. My hair has to look a certain Attach, 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 attach. And when you discover this thing called attachment versus commitment, all these things loosen up in your life. And those constraints, they start to disappear those chains and you enter back into your life no longer attached to freaking catch up. (laughs) (laughs) This is really deep stuff. Both you and Ariel so far, our brains are amazing things. They can be a wonderland of misery or amusement. Do you think any of it's biochemical, you guys? It's all biochemical. So the funny thing is your thoughts create biochemical reactions, which then trigger stuff in your body in this cyclical experience. So when you change your thoughts, you literally change your biochemistry. Or if you change your biochemistry, you also change your thoughts. And it can work equally well both ways, which is why techniques that help you change your thoughts are so extraordinarily powerful. They're making real biochemical changes in your body. Wow. So we got to have you guys back on. I mean, this is amazing conversation. Um, Ariel has to catch a plane back to Toronto, too, so we have to let her go. So thank you, listeners. If you missed this, the podcast comes out tomorrow. You really have to go listen to that because this has been amazing so far. And we still have another pitch coming up, which is going to be amazing as well. Nando, how can people find you again? I am at Nandoism everywhere. Instagram, Nandoism, YouTube, Nandoism. And my website is Nandoism.com. No ego there, right, folks? (laughs) Nandoism. Wisdom.com holds all the information. Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart and our special guest, Ariel Garten. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Lisa Askley's the Inventress, founder, CEO, and president of Inventing A to Z. I've been inventing products for over 38 years, hundreds of products later and dozens of patents. I help people develop products and put them on the market from concept to fruition. I bring them to some of the top shopping networks in the world, QVC, HSN, Evine Live, and retail stores. Have you ever said to yourself, someone should invent that thing? Well, I say, why not make it you? If you want to know how to develop a product from concept to fruition the right way, contact me, Lisa Askeles, the inventress. Go to inventingatoz.com, inventingatoz.com. Email me, lisa at inventingatoz.com. Treat yourself to a day chock full of networking, education, music, shopping, and fun. Go to my website, inventingatoz.com. 
Now back to Passage to Profit. Once again, Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart. And our special guest this evening, Ariel Garten, unfortunately had to leave to catch a plane. So Nando is going to be manning the guest mic for us. I am ready. You are born ready. <laughs> and, and joining us now for our second pitch is Mariano Martinez, events and dance lessons and choreography. You have two minutes. Go. Okay, so I'm the president and CEO of Jada Productions. What Jada Productions is, is a special events choreography company. We mainly deal with quinceañeras, sweet sixteens, and weddings. For those of you who do not know what a quinceañera and a sweet sixteen is, I call it a wedding without the I do. So mainly in Latin communities, it's really, really big. It's a rites of passage for 15-year-old and 16-year-old females. There are also guys in the mix as well, doing like a 15 and 16 for the guys as well. So what I do is I come in and I create what the court is going to present. So anything from the entrances, the grand walk, the grand dance that they're going to do, the waltz, whatever styles that they want, and then even blowing out the candles, things like that. For the brides and the groom, I create their first wedding dance. Now, if they also want their court, their bridesmaids and groomsmen involved, I choreograph for them as well. I went to your website. Beautiful photos on there. Thank you. And thank you. You also you give dance lessons too, right? Yes, I do. We are working on a solidifying a collaboration with a dance studio in the Bronx. Um, however, we go all around New York City. We've been as far out as California, Florida, doing Sweet Sixteens and events out there as well, and dance lessons as well. So right now what we do have in the Bronx are two things. One, for the opening public who want hip-hop classes, who want salsa classes, bachata, who want the first bride and groom, what, kind, what it kind of feels like to just move as a bride and a groom. We do those classes as well. Also, I have a give back, a free program, which is J-Dove Dance Academy. Um, hashtag J-Dove Dance Academy, you'll find it anywhere. And at J-Dove Dance Academy on Instagram, you'll find it as well. We do free classes for people, children five years old up to adults. Every Saturday, we're starting again October 5th, and it's a free program from 12 to 4. We do anything from salsa, merengue, creative expression. What else we do? History. We do different kind of themed events, women's history, black history. And you said that you also do uh, personal lessons, right? Because I've been correct. wanting to learn how to do all that Lizzo, Mizzy Elliott kind hey. of stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just curious, Jay Dove, how did you get that name? Oh, lovely. Wow, thank you for asking. So a lot of people in my community, which is the Garifuna community, and um, which is the Garifuna community and my family's from Honduras, they mainly do that. They do not call me Mariano. They know me as Junie. And Junie is a derivative from Junior because I have my father's name. Mm. So that's where the J comes from. Now, a friend of mine, when I was putting the company together and trying to get a name, he said, J Dove. And I'm like, what do you mean? He says, J Dove. And I was like, why? And so he says, your nature is peaceful and serene, and you're like a messenger of peace, which is a dove. So J, Dove Productions. That's beautiful. And you have T-shirts with the dove on them. Yes. yes sir. I got it as a perfectly. gift, and I'm wearing it right now over my suit and tie. You look great in it. <laughs> yeah, you look fabulous. What, what, a great, what a great name. You know, it's like marketing and branding is like so important. And you actually step into, of the guests that you have here, right, that you had Ariel and J-Dove, mm -hmm. right? It's like so 
peaceful voices and serene. No. And then here comes this loud Mexican <laughs> breaking code. With a ketchup, yeah. You know, with a ketchup. But with think a ketchup about it. It's like we all, we all step into, think about it. We all personify what we do. I'm a breakthrough mm-hmm. coach. So, mm-hmm. like, I break through sound barriers, <laughs> walls, whatever. <laughs> J-Dove, you know, peaceful mm-hmm. messenger mm-hmm. of, you know, peace and, and all. And then Ariel. Right. Very calm, very meditation like when you're listening to her talk. It's no accident. Right. Right. These are no accidents. And I'm I'm really wondering if like Richard and Elizabeth put us together like this on purpose because we just fall in line. Just who you are and what you do and what I do. And everything comes from the mind and everything comes from knowing how to control who you are and what it is that you bring to the world and, you know, stepping forward with that. So breakthrough. Boom. What, what, what is it that's my, that might be my barrier that I need to break through? Ariel, what is it that I need to meditate on to make me help allow me to break through? Maybe that is just dance and all of this goes together. And I do think that you are doing the right thing because when you did a few dance moves out there, you're so graceful. Thank you. And Thank you so it much. It just looked like it was so easy for you. I mean, I would have been falling down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Thank so, you. So did you, you obviously became a choreographer after uh, you learned how to dance. And so what Correct. What did you do to make that transition? What am I still doing? Um, taking classes, learning, seeing what's out there, seeing what's new. And that's one of the reasons why I love working with the youth and the younger population because they teach me as well. So I, I'm a teacher and I'm a choreographer, but I'm also a student. I'm a student of everything too still. Yes. I mean... You have to be, right? Yes, absolutely. I feel like if you don't keep moving, then you're dying, and physically and mentally, right? Correct. And there's studies, there's science that shows that as you learn new things, not just learn them, but practice them. So, hello, dancing. As you learn new things and practice them, you're actually expanding the neurons and all the brain activity happening in your mind. You're expanding it, and it adds years to your life. I Like, again, I start off where... Wherever they are, we start off with a, a warm up. And in my warm up, I do different moves with the warm up just to see where they are. Can they accomplish something that might be on a level one? Okay, great. If you can, let's see if they can, I can push them to a level three. If they can do a level three, let's push them to a level five, you know, things like that. But I always start where they are and encourage them. Again, everything starts with, I have a, even a, when I do the Sweet 16s and I can say, yeah, I have a contract with the youth of that sweet 16 that can say that says everything starts with me they look at that everything starts with me don't say the word can't but at 16 aren't most kids almost natural dancers at that point i guess i guess (laughs) 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 but i think it's a little easier to learn Mm -hmm. right it's it's for some there are a lot of them who aren't and right now we have you know kind of different levels then let's say for example in one sweet 16 you would have let's say there's a court of 16 eight girls eight guys and in that court, maybe you have about five or six that are actually dancers and the rest are not. Or you would have all 16 that are not dancers because they're just la prima y el primo, you know, the cousins of the birthday girl who are just are going to be in this event. So I come in and I train them and work with them and again, see what level they're on and then encourage them from there. So even if they're not dancers and here's my, my thing with it, even if you're not a dancer, that's okay. That doesn't mean you cannot dance. We start off day one, they're always nervous. 
And then by the end, it's like you see this change, right, from day one to the ending. And after that, I ask them questions like, okay, well, you thought you couldn't do this, right? What else is there that you think you cannot do? Go after that. So this seems like a great way to take a shy person who does not want to come out of their shell at all in a very supportive and like non-judgmental way, bring them out, right? That's right. Try to describe, remembering that you're on the radio here. Yes. We don't have the benefit of pictures unless we go to your website, but try to describe what these courts would do. How would these kids dance? How would you choreograph a party for them? So let's start off with day one. They'll come in to the studio and we go through the contracts, we go through warm-ups. What we start doing is the, the birthday girl and her parents will let me know what style they want. So let's say they want a waltz. What I would do, yes, it's show them what the gestures are for a waltz. Right hand up, left hand, ladies' hands, and the guys' hands. Come together, take a step closer to each other. Take a step to your left, glide to your left, glide right, glide left, glide right. Spin your partner. We'd even go through a technique that I do with teaching them how to be partners, putting your hands together and knowing how to rotate your wrist so that you're not bending your partner's hand and allowing your hand to be open so that you're not squeezing your partner's hand, but that you just flow. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So, do you ever go to any of their events? Are you there? Yes. I'm usually there for like last minute coaching and last minute pep talk. So I'm, I'm usually there. And I would assert that what you're describing, like you, you said, I'm there for last minute coaching. Because I was going to say, that's what it sounds like you do is you coach them through this. Because in the beginning, you kind of like label yourself, I'm not a dancer. So those are the people that are being a little bit more resistant yep. about maybe the movements aren't so suave. Maybe, you know, it's not flowy, what have you. But after, you know, practice 18, practice 20. That's right. They start to loosen up. And and what I assert is there's a level of the coaching that you do, mm-hmm. which is the same thing that I do, mm, yes. which is you got to give up looking good. Yes. You got to <laughs> give up looking good. I think good. I gave that up a long time ago. Because <laughs> I didn't know looking good was an option. <laughs> think about it. You know, we all put up pretenses, whether Correct. it's on social media. I got to show that I've got the best ex. I got to show that my car is the shiniest. I got to show. That's all part of looking good. And that looking good keeps us constrained. That's right. And once you actually, you know, your folks have no choice. They're going to be in this dance. <laughs> so, <they laughs> so by the, by the 20th time that they're practicing, their armor starts to come off. off. Exactly. And even their armor starts to come off and again, meet them where they are. And if you move this way, let's find, let's find out what your rhythm is. Let's find out how we can best help you look good. So it's a little bit of dance, a little bit of psychology, a little bit of mindset. And a lot of fun. It is rolled into one. You got to increase your prices. I'll <laughs> tell you that. I don't know what you're charging, but now you, you've got the yeah, yeah, full yeah, scope yeah, yeah. of you've what got... you actually do. Right. Thank and you, we're expecting you. dance lessons as soon as we're done here. Right? <laughs> right, I mean, I'm all... ready. I'm ready. Let's <laughs> go. Nando's kind of looking. Uh, I'm not so sure I'm ready for that. <laughs> anyway, we've come to the end of our segment. It's been absolutely a blast having you on Mariano again tell everybody where they can find you and see your beautiful website yes thank you so the website is j the letter j dove like the word like the bird productions j dove productions 
jadaproductions.com is the website. We also have Instagram. Everything is at Jada Productions. YouTube at Jada Productions. The website at Jada Productions. Everything. And you can dance. Yes. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also listening to Passage to Profit with Richard and Elizabeth Gerhardt. We'll be right back after this message. There's never been a better time to start your own business. The opportunities are infinite and only limited by your imagination and enthusiasm. At Gearheart Law, we believe the most successful companies all have one thing in common. They start with a solid foundation first. Gearheart Law has years of experience protecting entrepreneurs, ideas, and brands using patent, trademark, and copyright protection. So if you have a new consumer product, a new software application that you're planning to build or sell, or a brand or company name that you want to protect, contact the experts at www.gearheartlaw.com. Our professionals will create a custom strategy designed to fit your needs and your budget. All of our attorneys are passionate about protection, licensed and qualified to represent you before the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Don't start your project without calling us first. Visit GearHeartLaw.com. Together, we can change the world. Visit G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W.com. This ad has been read by a non-attorney spokesperson. Now more with Richard and Elizabeth. Passage to Profit. And remember now, everyone, go to the Passage to Profit page at GearHeartLaw.com, G-E-A-R-H-A-R-T-L-A-W, and vote for your favorite project. So our first pitch was by Nando Rodriguez. His website is nandoism.com, N-A-N-D-O-I-S-M.com. And he is a breakthrough life coach. Really interesting program he has there. If you're stuck or even if you're not stuck, you just want to be better, go to his website. You can do it over the phone or through video. And our second pitch was Mariano Martinez, and his website is jdoveproductions.com, J-D-O-V-E productions.com, and he choreographs and helps people get ready for major life events like weddings and sweet 16s. And if you go to his website, his stuff is just beautiful. And then our guest was Ariel Garten. She sells Muse headbands for meditation. So you can buy one at her site, choose Muse, Muse spelled M-U-S-E dot com. Now Google Passage to Profit and make your choice. Remember, you can vote only once and you have until next Friday at 10 a.m. to vote. The best overall vote getter for the show will receive a professionally produced video of their pitch, a $500 value. And before we sign off, I always like to say thanks to everyone who participated today. And I usually say it's like a small peek into the future, but I feel like it's a big peek into the brain today. A big peek into ourselves, right? And today was really a show sort of about well-being. We had the meditation piece and how to get in touch with your inner quiet. And we had Nando breaking down barriers and rethinking things in a way and learning to think about things in ways that are more powerful. And then we had Mariano too, who brought to us the most creative form of movement and that's dance. So Nando, what was your favorite part of the program? today i think it was learning how we're all connected we randomly came together three individuals and it seems that we're all sharing some of the same fabric you know some of the same thread inside of our fabric i agree mindset avoiding you know limited beliefs Mm -hmm. and just having fun yeah it was the universe that did that quite honestly (laughs) (laughs) and we would like to thank our media maven kenya gibson 
our wonderful producer, Noah Fleischman, our great engineer, Rob Barrett, and the whole iHeart team. And don't forget to join us next week for another excellent speaker and another round of pitches. And listeners, you can start thinking about what your pitch will be. And don't forget to like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This is Richard and Elizabeth Gearhart from Gearhart Law on iHeart Radio, Passage to Profit, WOR 710, the voice of New York. <laughs> 